Hello, this is Ernest Burley Jr., your certified financial planner, your chartered financial consultant, your NFL PA registered player financial advisor, your investment advisor representative. I hold the series 663 and 7 uh, that allow me to offer securities products to clients across the country. I'm also your author of two books on money management, Money Management Easy as One, Two, Three, and Money Management from Grade School to Grad School. These books are being taught across the country um, by classes and organizations to teach financial principles and money management principles and insurance principles to children, youth, and adults. So I ask that you go onto Amazon and just flood Amazon, buy all those books out, make them flood our publisher and say, hey, we need more books, we need more books. Ask your friends to do the same and so on and so on and buy those for your classes, your churches, your uh, coworkers or what have you. I'd really appreciate that. <laughs> All right. Also, I'm a licensed insurance agent with over uh, 30 years experience in the industry, and I've been in business for over 25 years providing services to clients across the country, financial services and insurance services. Um, now, I have clients from the north to the south, from the east to the west, all over the country, so state lines don't uh, restrict or confine Burley Insurance and Financial Services for, from providing services to clients across the country. I really love that to be able to, to expand out to uh, clients across the country, okay? Now, I specialize in wealth management, investing, so like IRAs, 401k plans, investment portfolios, et cetera, asset protection, so protecting what you've accumulated, and asset growth, wisely and strategically growing what you uh, currently have accumulated and what you're trying to add on to. Also, financial planning, whether it be com comprehensive financial planning or basic com uh, financial planning, all different types of insurance. So whether it be life insurance, auto insurance, homeowners insurance, long-term care, disability, business policy, contracted policy, uh, all different types of insurance plans we offer for clients and provide those services to clients. And also athlete management. So on the NFL side, like I mentioned before, I'm an NFL PA registered player financial advisor. I have a couple of players who want me to be considered as their NFL PA registered player financial advisor that you know just made it out of this last class draft. I appreciate that. Looking forward to speaking to those guys pretty soon. Uh, and on the NBA side, I'm an NBPA certified player agent. So if you know someone who has some great talent, I just uh, I just had a client just had a client send me some information from her son doing very well. Uh, so I'm looking forward to getting him some opportunities to play uh, in the in, in the league NBA. Okay. Uh, also, if it's uh, if a person needs to go overseas, I'm FIBA licensed also, right? Okay. So that means overseas, and uh, you have to be very good to play overseas also, right? Okay. All right. So the purpose of this podcast is to educate, to enlighten you, to empower you with clear, objective, unbiased information, so you can make some great decisions for yourself, for your family, for your coworkers, for your church members, for whomever you're connected to. Uh, that's what the purpose of this podcast is. So that's that's what it's all about. I'm just trying to get you the good information. So today's podcast is titled Flood Insurance. Hmm, what does it really cover? So flood insurance, what does it really cover? People are usually very confused about what a flood policy actually covers. Like flood policy doesn't, flood policies don't cover every situation that people think uh, that a flood policy covers. It, it just does not, right? So it's a very specific policy um, with very specific coverage. And we're going to go over some of those details in just a few minutes. All homeowners policies specifically exclude flood damage. So you want to make sure you have a flood policy if you need it. Also business, business owners, if you need a flood policy, you should have one for your business also. Okay. So people who live in low-lying areas, you should definitely have a flood policy, right? That's a no-brainer. So if you look out 
if you're in your front yard and you see everybody else's houses up here and you're towards the bottom <laughs> of the of the housing uh, community then maybe you should have a, a flood policy that's just logic right it's gravity water is going to flow down to your property and other houses on that street so you should definitely have a flood policy if, if you're in a low-lying area note to self okay do not buy a house in a low-lying area <laughs> just you're just setting yourself up if you do that so please do not do that if, if it's if you see you're in a low-lying area you like the property I don't care how much you like it i think i mentioned this i know i mentioned this on on a previous podcast or two about not buying a property in a low-lying area so let's not do that all right. Also, a person who lives in an area that's prone to flooding should also secure a flood policy. So whether you're a homeowner, a condo, if you own a condo, you live in a condo or a renter, you should have a flood policy if that area that you're in is prone to flooding, right? Just because you don't own the home, if you're in a condo, you should have a flood policy because it could damage your, 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 your unit, right? If you're a renter, yeah, you have contents that you want protected, you should have a flood policy to protect your, your, uh, your possessions, okay? Now, the, uh, and also businesses, I don't wanna leave out businesses because you know a business, same thing applies there, okay? So the federal government actually um, provides flood coverage with a flood policy through the NFIP, the National Flood Insurance Program. So no individual company like writes a flood policy, it's all through the federal government. Even though I think, I, I think a company, I, I think I've seen an insurance company kind of trying to step out there and, and tackle that, but we'll see what happens. But for the most part, it's a federal policy uh, the NFIP is the program that it goes through. Uh, there's been, there has to be a general condition of flood for coverage to apply. So that was simple, the simple definition of a, the, the uh, general condition of flood is an excess of water on normally dry land. The definition in the policy is much more, you know, much more, um, much more lengthy. Let's just put it that way. It says the general and temporary condition of the inundation of normally dry land, blah, blah, blah. So I'm not telling you all that stuff. It's just, if there's a lot of water where water normally is not, right? Excess water on normally dry land, that's a general condition of flood. That's one uh, way. And then the second thing, you have to have both of these, that general condition of flood. And also there has to be two contiguous properties that are affected by the flood, right? So you can't have just one property that that is supposedly flooded that won't beat the definition of a flood unless that property is sitting on two acres of land or more so if it's if it's one property on two acres of land or more and that's it's all flooded out that will meet the definition of flood by the flood policy okay but if it's just one property that's not going to cut it right if you have a regular house your house by itself not going to cut it your house and the neighbor's house that's two contiguous properties, right? You're next to each other. If both of your properties are flooded, that meets the general condition of flood, right? Uh, now, if it's your property in the street, that's two contiguous properties too, because you don't own the street. So it has to have those, those two situations, excess water on normally dry land uh, on two contiguous properties, flooding two contiguous properties or one property that's at least two acres or more. And that meets the definition of flood. Now. Flood policies have two different coverages. They have building coverage and contents coverage. It's not like a homeowner's policy where the contents coverage is built into the policy. You have to pay an extra premium and, and add on the contents coverage to a flood policy. It's not automatic because you can get a flood policy with just building coverage and no contents coverage. You have to pay an extra premium. Now the, the coverages are in the same policy. Um, so it's not two separate policies, but you have to add an additional premium and add the coverage on for contents 
in a flood policy. It's not automatic like a homeowner's policy. So remember that, please, please remember that, okay? Now the policy covers direct physical loss or loss caused by flooding. So direct physical loss means, hey, the water shot right in through your front door and flooded out <laughs> your first level there, right? Uh, if it's just caused by flood, it may be a general condition of flood that happened, didn't come into your home, but caused water uh, sewage to back up into your home as a result of the flood, right? So that, that, that could be covered also by the flood policy. Now, it doesn't pay for anything else, not going to pay for wind damage, right? So hurricanes often draw confusion because you, if you have a wet hurricane, you can have a very wet hurricane where it has a lot of rain come along with it. But if, it's, if the water's coming in at surface level, that's considered flood water versus water coming in from like, say, the, uh, the roof is blown off or shingles are blown off and the water's coming in that way or a window is blown out and water comes in that way. That's from the hurricane. But if it's at surface level coming in, that's flood. And those two separate policies exclude each other. So the hurricane, the homeowner's policy, which pays for hurricanes, is not going to pay for any flood damage. And the flood policy is not going to pay for any wind damage. Okay. So you got to make sure you have the proper coverage. Okay. So here's some things that are covered. Like for the building on a flood policy, building, the building items like your building, your foundation, permanently attached items for the most part, like your electrical system, the carpet, like permanently attached carpet to the floor, the flooring, things of that nature. Those are typically going to be covered under a flood policy under the building, uh, uh, the building coverage. Now your contents coverage, that's your personal belongings. So your clothes, your furniture, you know, things of that nature, that's going to be covered by a flood policy also. Now, when I say personal belongings, I'm going to qualify that personal belongings in the covered building. Okay, we're going to talk about personal belongings out in the yard, outside the building. They are not covered by a flood policy. Okay, so it's personal belongings inside the building that's, that's, that's being covered. Okay, here are some things that are not covered. Additional living expenses. Now, in the flood policy, they call it temporary housing or something like that. But a homeowner's policy automatically gives you additional living expenses if a covered loss happens, like something covered happens to your house, and you have to live somewhere else while the home is being repaired because the home is uninhabitable. Not so much in the flood policy, okay? The flood policy is like, you're going to put that bill yourself, right? The homeowner's policy, if it's a covered homeowner's claim, they will pay for additional living expenses for you to live somewhere else while your home is being repaired. Not the flood policy. You got to put that bill yourself, okay? Something else that's not covered. I just mentioned that. Personal belongings outside the building, okay? So those, like say, if you have a, a, a bench out there, outside there or a trampoline or a playground set out there in the yard, that stuff is not covered uh, under a flood policy because it's not inside the covered building. Now, the hurricane damage, that, that's covered. Windstorm covers that type of stuff because it's personal property and that's not excluded by the homeowner's policy. But a flood policy is not going to cover personal possessions outside uh, the, the covered building. And also personal belongings in a basement aren't going to be covered under that flood policy. So we have to be very, very cautious about that. Now, I'm going to, now most people think of a basement as, uh, just the lower level of their home. Like some people have a three-level townhome, the lower level, that's their basement. Nope, nope. The ba a basement is below grade and grade is the ground floor, ground level, right? So when you're walking on, that's, that's the floor, that's the ground, that's considered grade level. So if you're walking into your home and, and all three levels are above ground, you don't have a basement. You have three levels above ground. You have a lower level, a, set, a middle level, and a, and a top level, right? A basement is below grade, below that... Um, that floor, that, that ground level that you're walking on. Now, here's where some people get caught up. Now, say for instance, you have a home 
and you walk in at grade level, like at the floor level, if you have a step down, like some people have what's called a sunken room where you step down a few steps or sometimes it's several steps and you have a lower area inside the home, under the flood policy, that's considered a basement. So the items in that basement, the personal belongings in there wouldn't be covered. So if you have a, a TV sitting down there or um, uh, uh, furniture, the couch, the table, that stuff isn't covered under a flood policy because that sunken room, sunken living room, sunken family room, whatever it is, is considered a basement under the flood policy and personal belongings in a basement are not covered. There's very it's kind of quirky, different coverage for basements, okay? Uh, now you got to read your flood policy for that. I'm not going into the details, but a basement has different coverages than like the, the upper levels because the basement is of course more prone to flooding, right? The water seeks the point of least resistance, it's gonna go down, right? So there you go. So you gotta be careful about that. Also things that aren't covered, preventable moisture mold and, uh, mold and mildew. So if they determine that you just let it go and you could have prevented that mold and mildew or that moisture in the home from causing damage, the flood policy may not pay for that, right? So you can't just let it go and think all oh, this stuff is gonna be covered. You need to make take some preventive steps and try to mitigate that damage because if they see that you did not, they may not pay for that, that mildew or that mold that occurred as a result of the flood because you could have prevented that from happening. So that's it, that's it. I, I can't go over all the flood policy, but that's just giving you some of the quick punches on, uh, you know, coverage, not covered, uh, which you might want to look out for, okay? And there you go. That's it for today's podcast. Pretty quick and easy, right? So, hey, I thank you guys for listening in. Uh, the recap for this is, hey, you want to make sure that you are aware of uh, what the flood policy is going to cover and what it's not going to cover to make sure that, okay, if you have a sunken living room or a sunken room, hey, you need to have that stuff moved out of there. If a flood is happening, you need to put it up at the, at the grade level so it's going to be covered, like your furniture and all that kind of stuff, right? If you have contents and stuff out there in the yard, that stuff needs to be inside the house, right? So you, you got to be smart on that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, if you don't, then it's not going to be covered, right? So we went over that. So that's a recap. Just be smart about it. Know what coverages apply and when they cannot apply and, and try to make sure that you are in a situation where you're going to have as much coverage as possible. The takeaway is, hey, uh, you know, get that coverage if you need it. If you don't need it, you know, I'm not all for just buying insurance if you don't need it. But if you need it, if you're in a low-lying area or an area that is prone to flooding, uh, you should look into a flood policy, okay? Thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate this. I ask that you forward this podcast to others and ask them to forward it to others and so on and so on. Forward it to your friends, your family members, your church members, your coworkers, everyone, and ask them to do the same thing. I ask that you um, uh, go to my YouTube channel. All of my podcasts are on YouTube. Go there, subscribe, and ask your friends, your family members, your church members, your coworkers, everyone across the country to, hey, go check out this guy's YouTube channel, Ernest Burley Jr. It's just under my name. Uh, subscribe, and then check out the various podcasts that are there because I talk about a wide array of topics from real estate to infinite banking to tax breaks and whether you should uh, uh, buy versus rent a home, whether you should lease a vehicle versus buying a vehicle, uh, all different types of topics. So please check that out. I'm sure uh, something will be helpful to you. <laughs> all right. If you want to connect with me, very easy to do. You can email me. It's my first name at myfullname.com. That's Ernest at ErnestBurleyJr.com. So E-R-N-E-S-T at E-R-N-E-S-T-B-U-R-L-E-Y-J-R.com. 
or you can connect with me through my website, ErnestBurleyJr.com or ErnestBurley.com. Very easy, right? Just go right on there and email me from there. Or you can contact my firm. You can call me at 301-262-2600. Again, that's 301-262-2600. Very easy to connect with me on that. So uh, I appreciate it since I mentioned that I am a financial advisor or financial certified financial planner and investment advisor and things of that nature. I do have to read off my disclosure. So please uh, you know, bear with me here for a second. Burley Insurance and Financial Services, Inc., 13621 Annapolis Road in Bowie, Maryland, 20720. That's where my firm is located just outside of Washington, DC. Um, securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, Inc., member FINRA and CIPIC. Burley Insurance and Financial Services, Inc. is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group, Inc. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Ernest Burley Jr., moi, and Burley Insurance and Financial Services, Inc., and not those of Next Financial Group, Inc. Next Financial Group, Inc. does not provide tax advice. And that's it for my... Uh, for my disclosure. And that's it for the podcast. I appreciate y'all tuning in every week and I appreciate the subscribers keep going up. I, I, I just love it. I appreciate it. And I ask that we continue to do that and ask us others to do that so we can uh, get me to a million subscribers. <laughs> but either case, I just, I, I want people to take a look at it and, and make sure that they're doing things to help out themselves and their families. I really appreciate it. So till next time, y'all take care and y'all be safe out there. Okay. <laughs>